Welcome to the podcast. We do recover with Jared Miller, your host. And I'm Dr. Terry Sellers, your co-host. This is a podcast about recovery from addiction. We want to talk about what successful recovery can look like. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center, Rise Up Subs, and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. We are officially sailing through September. It is September 29th, 2003. I have an amazing guest for you guys today. Matt Blanchard is coming on. He has an incredible story. I can't wait to get to it. Do me a favor, though, listeners. If you're watching this on Facebook, please, 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 we have a big push right now to convert our Facebook viewerships onto podcast platforms. What does that mean? That means Spotify, Podbean, Apple, iHeart. What are some other ones, Sean? Uh, tune in, Google, Pandora, um, uh, podcast, sca- pass, pos- podcast, podcast. I, I forgot. There's a whole bunch. There's like a hundred of them. Comma, etc. Go to a podcast platform, whatever you listen to. If you have the Spotify app, beautiful. Go to Spotify. It's like in. any possible app that they, you listen to podcasts. If you put in "We Do Recover" with Jared Miller, you will find it. Listen notes, Podbean, uh, Apple, Spotify. Did I miss anything? No, that's there's a, great. There's like a whole bunch. So if there, if you have any, if you had some weird like C level podcast uh, app that you like got from India, Jared will be on there. Deezer, all the all yes, the podcast yes. platforms. Wow. So please, I, I'm not sure if my mic maybe turn me up a little bit in my mic. No, you're fine. Okay, you're fine. Um, yeah, go to the podcast up. platforms. <laughs> um, type in "We Do Recover with Jared Miller." Follow us on those podcast platforms. We really appreciate you you guys doing that for us. Uh, yeah, today is going to be an episode of Experience, Strength, and Hope. I'm super excited. Without further ado, let me introduce our inspirational guest, Matt Blanchard. Matt, how are you doing today, man? Doing so good. What's up, Holmes? What's up, buddy? What's Dude, up? ready to rock and roll? Yeah, we've been we've been planning this for a minute. Last week, we, we got a little uh, cancellation at the last minute. That's okay. I had COVID. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we overcome, right? Yeah. I, I didn't want to throw out your medical information, but you put it out there, buddy. The Rona's back. Hey, I'll talk about the COVID, not the chlamydia, but I will talk about the COVID. (laughs) (laughs) They both hurt, right? (laughs) (laughs) We're glad to be back in studio. Hey, before we get rocking and rolling with Matt, episode 132 is brought to us by Steps Recovery Centers. Steps Recovery Centers, I usually, this is so robotic, so I'm going to shoot from the hip today. There's always hope. I love our sponsor, Steps Recovery Centers. They've been with us for a long time. I personally work at Steps Recovery Centers. The thing that I love about Steps is they have all levels of care. If you're in the state of Utah, they have facilities from the top of Utah to the bottom. If you're outside the state of Utah, we pick people up at the airport, man, all the time. Take you straight to detox. From there, we move you into the residential setting. We have outpatient. We have sober living. Everything that somebody needs to turn their life around, Steps Recovery Centers has. Without further ado, if you or a loved one needs help, reach out. You can contact them at 801-800-8142, or you can visit their website at stepsrc.com. That's S-T-E-P-S-R-C dot C-O-M. We appreciate them sponsoring this podcast. We always start off with kind of some new and goods, Matt, right? A little warm up, like some positive psychology. So you're up, dude. What's new and good in the life of Matt Blanchard? Bro. Life is good. Life, I, you know, I don't know how life can get better. I, my mind, I've got a mind coach too, uh, Sean Foyer Consulting, and he's. Uh, I'll tell you what, he I, he'd ask me, "How does it get better?" I'm like, "I don't know," and he's <laughs> like, "It just does." So there it is. How does it get better? It just does. I'm on this podcast with you, um, doing quite a bit of speaking, traveling, getting on more stages. It's uh, it's a message that needs to be heard. You're a popular guy, man, dude. Like we put out the promo, right? I got to share this little story. I had to make a video. Like I don't usually go live like when I'm not doing, because I'm not like a guy that's a big attention seeker, right? But but listen, when we put out that you were supposed to come on last Friday, I kid you not, all Friday night and Saturday morning, I had people hitting up my DMs like, where's episode 132? We want to hear Matt. Like, wow, we can't find it. And I'm like, dang. Like, wow. Set, like more than a dozen people, probably, you know, probably what? close to fi- like 15, 20, 25 people are reaching out. Then I'm fulfilling my purpose. That's the, that's a fact right there, bro. That, that thank you for that, Yeah, man. You're a popular guy right now. You're kind of catching fire. I'm, I'm wanting to. And then, um, affirmations is a real thing. That's a real thing, man. And, uh, just surround yourself with people who give you an opportunity to be successful like yourself and let's go to work. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Sean Denneman, what's your new and good besides getting over the Rona? 
Yeah, that's it. The chlamydia. How's you <laughs> getting? It. How's that going? Oh well. Uh, Let's start from day one. So I met this girl on Tinder. No. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, two weeks of the Rona. That kind of it was like three days of sickness, and then like seven, eight days of just like general. I don't feel okay. Mm. So the, I think the worst part was is I couldn't watch certain Netflix shows. Otherwise, my wife would be mad at me for getting ahead of her on certain shows oh. we were watching together. So that was the worst part of the Rona. That's a thing, man. Happy life, happy wife, happy wife, happy life. Yeah. And hey, listen, if I get too many episodes <laughs> ahead in murders, only murders in the building, oh, my wife. Oh, you're watching that? Oh, yeah. Oh, she loves gosh. it, dude. She loves it. And she would literally kill me if I got, you know what I mean? Even one episode ahead. Dude. Circle of time. I, my wife got a hit. I don't know if you've seen that, but in anyway, yeah, that's your guys's jam. She left me behind. Well, it's kind of like a Game of Thrones thing and things like uh -huh. that. So that's that's our jam. And she doesn't wait for me though. Man, managing married life. Dude, right? Downhill, I'll catch her. Uphill, <laughs> if I can't grab on, I'm in trouble. Oh yeah, I love it. Thanks, Sean. So uh, Dr. Sellers is not here in studio today. He was scheduled to be, but I don't know if you guys know this, but he is a big BYU fan mm. and BYU plays either tonight or tomorrow and so he didn't want to miss the home game uh, otherwise he would have totally been here in studio so who are they just playing? goes to show you know? his priorities right yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea dude I'm a Utes fan I'm rooting for them that's Utes, why I was baby. asking because I was I'm rooting for I know that who other we're team. playing yeah, yeah there you go <laughs> I, I don't you like who yeah, yeah anyway. exactly <laughs> the, the U of you baby go Utes mm -hmm. is is playing uh Oregon State tonight yes, sir. I'm stoked for that oh so that's my new and good is, man, it's football season. Dude. New and good. It's, my kids are good. My, I mean, life's good. Yeah. Good. Good. My new and good, it's football season. Got out, was able to, I went with a group of, you're probably not going to believe this, but a group of dudes that are um, ex-addicts and alcoholics. Okay. We all get together on Fridays and go golf. Okay. So that was my new and good. Love that. Dude, you are making a difference, bro. I'm just trying to have fun, man. Take care of God's kids. You know what I mean? It's, uh, you know, when you find your purpose and you're not going to work another day of your life doing that. Yeah. It's just a good time. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, enough about kind of me and the new and goods. We're, I feel like we're warmed up. Let's get rock and roll and settle into this episode, Matt. So we have you on here to share your experience, strength, and hope. Where does your journey begin? Bro, uh, my journey begins January of 2006. Uh, I was involved in a single car rollover in my truck. Um, now I was 30 years old at the time and my, I'd, I'd heard across town to pick up one of my employees, Brett Dastrup, love you, Brett. And he jumped in the cab of my truck, shook the rain off of himself and told me, Matt, put your seatbelt on just like that point. I'm like, listen, don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. So we get on the highway, go up towards Cedar city. We're going to the Cedar city hospital and rain turns to snow. Mm. And, uh, Brett says, Hey, Matt, put your seatbelt on. I'm like, Brett, no. I'm, I'm good. Right. I just, I just ran the St. George marathon, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm six, two, I'm two I'm your boss. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. I gave him all the reasons. And, uh, so up the Canyon, we went following a semi truck. He gets off the highway at uh, new harmony. And right then I lost control of the back end of my truck. Brett. Well, just before that, Brett for a third time is like, Matt, please put your seatbelt on. And for the third time, yeah, I said, no. So not, not a still small voice or a warm, funny feeling, you know, someone sitting right next to you, close mm. as you and I saying, Hey, protect yourself. Yeah. I'm saying, Hey, I don't, I don't need it. A little, so, little bit of ego involved there. huh? Bro, pride and arrogance is why I'm paralyzed today. Mm. Yeah. Pride and arrogance is, yeah, there it is. It's right a there. lot of our downfalls, man. We, yeah. I'm softer now. You know, if I get in a truck and you say, hey, <laughs> Matt, learned. You, need, yeah. you need to put a helmet on too. <laughs> you know, I'm going to put a helmet on because I don't know what's coming. But okay. yeah, back then, don't tell me what to do. So 2006, you yep. get in a single car rollover, you become paralyzed. What does life look like moving forward from there? Well, uh, laying there in the hospital in the ICU, underwent two surgeries. My, my back's, you know, put together with screws and rods and mm. plates. And I remember laying there wanting to sit up. And it'd been 10 days. I spent 10 days in ICU and um, couldn't sit up. And I looked down on my right hand and there's electrodes and tubes. My left hand, there's nothing. So I, the goal was to grab my quad and pull myself up. And I reached down and grabbed my quad and I couldn't, I couldn't feel the touch of my own hand. And so I just, I started crying. 
I remember, and, and I was alone in that room, and I remember looking around thinking, okay, you can't sit up, you can't roll over. You got to end this thing somehow. Like, how are you going to end your life? You had that thought. You bet. Wow. And I got through the night, get moved out of um, the ICU into my own medical room. Now, I was life flighted to LDS Hospital in Salt Lake, and I grew up in Salt Lake. So hundreds of people uh, waited 10 days, give me their love, their hope. And as they came in to tell me this, yeah. after waiting 10 days, I wouldn't open my eyes. I wouldn't acknowledge anybody. Conversations, wouldn't acknowledge anybody. I just wanted this nightmare over, figuring it out. So at the end of visiting hours, everybody left the room except my pops. And uh, he pulled a chair over to the side of my bed. And he said, Matt, you can give up. Mm. We can all quit. But do you have it in you to dig in, dig deep, and get it done? And then he left. And I, I was thinking, what, what the hell am I going to do? Can, like, I ask, can I ask you a personal question? Absolutely. In that moment, it sounds like you were really struggling with the acceptance of your situation, yeah. right? The fear had set in, oh. you know what I mean? Like you're just, you're, you are not having your current reality. Right. Your dad coming at you with, with that type of a message, yeah. did it A, inspire you or B, be like, screw you and make you dig in more? Bro, pissed me off. Mm, okay. So angry. But I wouldn't acknowledge or open my eyes for him either. So now, uh, like, I'm... Uh, and it's too like, fresh. Like, so many of us were just like, I'm going to do this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm alone in this. Like, I'm alone. I'm utterly alone. Yeah. Like, Dad, you, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Right. Like, you, you, don't, you don't know how rubbery, how heavy my, my bottom half feels. You don't, you don't have some, uh, something coming out somewhere you could... You're not like me. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so don't tell me. You know, don't, I, dude, I was pissed. And I, I fought with that all night, all night long, just pissed. And... um. You know, I thought, dig in. Paralysis. You know, I'm having this conversation with my dad. Paralysis to pops. And, and like you, you actually said that or no, in no, in mind, my head, in, in my your head, mind, yeah. you're reviewing this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Hey Matt, you can, you can give up, but you dig in. Well, okay. Par I'm paralyzed dad. It would dig deep life in a wheelchair. And I remember looking over at my wheelchair and then I thought, now remember I'm, I'm pissed and then, and, and like, what am I going to do? I'm going to walk. You know what? I don't, I don't care. It, spinal cord injury. I'm Matt Blanchard. You know, that doesn't have anything on me. That's what kind of person I was. True. Swear. Swear. When I say I'm in a wheelchair because of pride and arrogance. Oh, dude. That's your truth. Prideful guy, man. I was a prideful guy. And so, anyway. So the, the following morning comes and my occupational therapist comes bouncing in the room. What do you want to do today, Matt? want to walk. All right. The walk. You said that. Oh, I yeah. Walk. That's the first thing I said. First thing I said to anybody that, that, that right next day. What yeah. was his response? He, he, he's brilliant, man. Brilliant. He, he says, uh, okay, we'll walk. And in my mind, I'm like, this is my guy. Like, I just was told, what? This, I'm going to walk. But first, Matt, but first, before we walk, I want you to get your socks on. And I laughed out loud. His name's Casey. Casey Mitchell. Love you, Case. And um, he starts to throw, he throws me a pair of socks. And starts to leave the room. And I'm like, yo, where are you going? I just got to get my socks on. We're going to walk. And he's like, yeah, yeah, get your socks on. I'll be right back. Mm. So I'm looking down at my body and I reach down and I can't feel. And I'm trying to pull up my legs and I'm sweaty and I'm frustrated. And 40 minutes has gone by and no socks. Uh, what helps when you get frustrated? You start cussing, right? So sure. I'm cussing, mother trucker. <laughs> like you, we talked about that a little earlier. Yeah. So now nurses and doctors are coming in my door. Hey, are you okay? And I'm like, got my shock song. I'm like, fucking slug. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yeah. And uh, Casey comes in. He's like, Matt, yo, it's been 40 minutes. I thought you wanted to walk. How much did you want to kill that guy in that Bro. <laughs> Bro. If I come say a little closer, yeah, Casey. Yeah, yeah, just a little I closer. didn't quite hear you. Because if I wrap my hands on you, because a wrestler, you know, I, I'm right. going to hold you. Yeah. So anyways, he, he says, Matt, do you want some help? You want some help getting your socks on? And I said, no. He's like, Casey, who needs help getting their freaking socks on, bro? Who needs help getting their socks on? Hmm. And today I realize we all need help getting our socks on. My socks just a little, look a little different than your socks. You know, we're, we're, we're all going through something. And uh, my something, everybody sees. The, the wheelchair, oh, he must have a hard life. Bro, I don't go through paralysis alone ever. Yeah. 
Whereas there's so many other people suffering in silence thinking I don't have it as bad as Matt. So I'm not going to talk about my shit, you know, and bro. And we're bad at that, right? We're bad at comparing people's outsides to our insides. Yeah. Paralyzed or not paralyzed. Like it just as, as a human population of people, you know, I can go to a social event and look around and go, oh man, I don't have that truck or, oh, that guy's got this or he's got that or, right. you know, and, and we don't know what's, we don't, you know, no. or we live life through the gram, you know, like people post their precious, most right. perfect moments on the gram. And it's like, that's not real life. Nope. But yet we, we, we internalize it, dude. And we think that's the standard. And also I loved the, we all need help putting our socks dude, on. We all like need that help. metaphor is golden, uh, dude. That's uh, going to be our golden nugget of this. Uh, I love that dude. And, and we do whatever, wherever you're going, like with these, if this podcast is helping you get your socks on with me, cause it's helping me get my socks on. I'm telling you that right now. And, and you know, you, we, we talked about where you're going, what's good. This is what where I'm going. This is what's good. I surrounded myself with people with badasses that, that, and I'm a badass because I'm surrounded by badasses and you know, it's, it's true. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Yeah, man. I hung up when I was going through addiction. Who was I hanging out with, man? When I was short, who was I calling when they were short? Who were they calling? You know, and listen, take, if you're, if you're listening right now, if you're watching, take inventory of who you're surrounding yourself with. You're the average of those five people. You want to be a millionaire? You better go surround yourself with millionaires. It's true. It's true. Yeah, we feed off of each other. And, and to answer that question, they're surrounding themselves with people that are trying to escape, run oh, away from, avoid, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and you know, dude, misery loves companies, they say. So now I'm in a broken body and don't want to live. And they're giving me a drug called Oxycontin. And I'd never taken this drug before. Mm. Didn't even know what this drug was. Yeah. And I'm on Oxy, Oxytens. And, uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier too, for my long-term pain. And then for my breakthrough pain, I was on, at the time I was on lower tap tents and, um, I'd take those before I went to therapy and I'd push my body hard, man, hard, this broken impot. Hey, it's impossible. Matt T12 completes. Don't walk. That's what I was told. Mm. You're a T12 complete spinal cord injury and T12 complete spinal cord injuries. Don't walk. Never been done. Not going to happen. Well, Mount Everest, never been climbed, ever, never been summited. Until it was. And it killed everybody that ever tried before then, too. Like, are you crazy? You're going to go do that? It's going to cost you your life. Yeah. Until it was. Five-minute mile. Dude, there's a kid in Cedar City that's a sub four. Like a 357. That's mile. insane, man. Yeah. Everything is. Another thing, if, that, if people take away the little nugget, everything's impossible until it's not. At the time, did you think like that though? At the time, did mm. you have kind of those references? Because it sounds like today you're pretty familiar with some of the impossible things that have become possible. Mm. But at the time, you're you're literally you have this idea like I'm being told I can never walk again, yeah. right? I'm on these pain meds that are helping manage the pain. You're pushing yourself, like, and escaping at the same time without anyone. No, well, this now I was new at all this. Okay. I'd never done drugs. I'd never been high like that or you know i i didn't know what i was doing i didn't i just knew that okay if i take one more of these i don't have to deal with those kind of thoughts or those kind of feelings anymore yeah you know and and uh i can still go through the motions and i've got all these rods and screws in my back and everything that, that, that when the doctors look at it oh yeah he's in pain so let's give him fentanyl patches okay let's give and bro Nobody's going to question it. No. And, and, and addicts are smart. Smart. I've said that on this podcast before. We are some of the smartest, most... Yep. Conniving, <laughs> manipulative. Yeah. We are smart. But also kind of brilliant in a way. Yeah. 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 We're, we're, we're it's a different animal. And uh, so, you know, after I got, got sent home from LDS hospital, knew I was walking out of LDS hospital. Didn't happen. Mm. So there's a hit to my psyche to my, to, okay, what am I? Cause I didn't know what I was. I was no longer now. This is what I thought of myself. I was no longer a man cause everything below my waist had been taken. Mm. I, I, I didn't know if I was even a father anymore. Like I didn't know I, my job was to bring in money. My job was to cut the lawn and do the cards and mama's job was to do everything else. Um, and I didn't, I didn't, I was so scared, man. Yeah. You're talking identity now. Yeah. 
like your identity had been stripped from you because you're you're looking at life going I can't do this I, you're telling yourself it sounds like and correct me if I'm I'm yeah. wrong on this but like how do you identify with who am I and how can I contribute when your reality yesterday was completely different than your reality today right and now and now you feel like a burden on everybody because because you, I truly had to relearn how to sit up again and roll over in socks and pants and every and bathroom and shower. I'm, I had to relearn everything at, from a baby right. at 30. And, and it was, um, boy. Would you say that's what kind of had you lean into the pain meds? Yes. We have very, very similar stories and I'm not going to get into mine because this is a, today's podcast is about you, but I can relate to the, psychological thought of I know how to escape this. Yeah. Right. If this is good for physical pain, it's going to yeah. be great for thoughts and emotional pain as well. And that's the unmanageability that the disease you and I have, right. It's yep. the inability to deal with those thoughts and emotions. Yep. Okay. So what did that look like? You, you're discharged from the hospital. I bet they give you a grip of pain meds. Oh yeah. Sit at home with those. And, um, I, I, uh, I remember coming home, getting loaded and being in my bathtub, and I was trying to get my wife to leave me because I was no longer a man. I wasn't the man that she'd married, she, that she'd chosen, that like. This is all the story you're telling yourself. Oh yeah, and, but, but I'm, I'm telling my wife all the things, mm -hmm. man, all the things. And um, she's bawling at the mirror and looks at me and says, babe, I did not marry your legs. I love you. What a good one. Because bro, I knew she was leaving me. In your mind. Oh, yeah. My wife is drop-dead freaking gorgeous. Seriously. I married way up. I mean, I'm a handsome mother trucker, okay? <laughs> I'll own that all day. And my wife is gorgeous. And I knew she was, I knew I was not deserving of her anymore because I was not what I thought a man was. And um, so I'm masking that with meds, trying to get my wife to leave me and uh, destroy anything and any relationship and don't tell me I need these. You don't tell me you understand. Don't, you don't know the pain and, and, and they don't know the pain. Not, 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 I'm not talking about physical, right. But the emotional pain. Sure. Um, and so I was using meds for my emotional pain, man. That, that's facts. I did not like the fact. And, and so this went on for years and years and years. And I got my, now I got my ride or die with me and I know she's not going anywhere. And, uh, I looked at the stats and 90% of marriages don't last through, through paralysis. So, um, yeah, my wife's a badass. as much as I'm a badass, my wife's a badass. and, uh, told me, Hey, you're, I got you. And I just continued to use and use and use and use and, and, um, go to my doctor and say, Hey, I'm in, in more pain. And I was in more pain right. because I wasn't walking. And two, there's something to be said about the physical pain, right? Like eventually that chemical dependency no oh. longer works at the same level. Oh. So I'm sure that there was some of that. And when you take pain medications, right, the, the receptors in the brain start to actually develop new receptors because it's normal for the body when you wake up and stub your toe at night. It's normal for the body to experience pain every once in a while. Right. So when we get chemically dependent on chemicals, those receptors in the brain actually are like, something's not right. We must, we're not hearing the pain. So they start to grow new receptors, which amplifies our pain when we are coming off of it or when oh, it's running out. Oh, dude. So there's some physical stuff there too, man. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. So I went up to 300, I got up to 390 milligrams a day of, of Oxycontin and a drug called Roxycontin. Sounds like enough to kill a horse. Yeah, it was a lot. And, and, and I developed that over, you know, <laughs> we can laugh about five it now. Years. Right, right. It, it's true. And, um, and I was taken for emotion, my, my emotion, physical pain as well, sure. but more for my emotional pain. And I built up a tolerance and I had the best, I, mean, I, I had the same doctor. I wasn't doctor shopping. I wasn't doctor jumping. I, I knew this is my guy and the same everything. And then I go, so I go to therapy and push my body hard for eight years. And, um, my, my daughter comes out, my, my wife and my daughter picked me up one day and I'm snowed in the front seat because the regiment with another oxy sure. 80 and another fiber oxys. And, uh, my daughter asks, Hey mom, what are all those dad, those pills that dad takes? Are they really going to kill him? And, and within that altered state, I heard her at 12 years old and, um, called up my doctor. 
Hey, Dr. Stephen Clark, I love this man. Anybody listening? I love this man. He saved my life many times. And uh, hey, Dr. Clark, I'm, I'm done. I've been, I've been lying. I've been masking this for my emotional. We're going to pin it right there, and we're going to be back after this little 30-second <laughs> uh, mention from our sponsors. But join us in, in uh, right after this break to continue with Matt's incredible story. You are listening to We Do Recover with Jared Miller and co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. We'll be right back after this short break with more of We Do Recover with Jared Miller. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center, Rise Up Subs in the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. If you or your loved one is trapped in the cycle of addiction, there is a way out. At Steps Recovery Center in Utah, we believe in second chances and new beginnings. Our evidence-based treatments, compassionate staff, and supportive community guide you on the path to recovery. It is time to reclaim your life. Take the first step towards freedom, resilience, and a brighter tomorrow. Reach out to Steps Recovery Centers today. Recovery starts with you. And at Steps, there is always hope. Call us or visit our website to learn more. We welcome you back to We Do Recover with Jared Miller, co-hosted by Dr. Terry Sellers. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center, Rise Up Sups in the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. And now with part two of our podcast, Jared Miller and Dr. Terry Sellers. I got to admit, we were so, I was so in, in, engulfed, enmeshed in, the, in your story that we completely ran out of time. But we're <laughs> going to get right back to that, Matt. We appreciate it. Uh, for those of you that are listening to this, um, Welcome to the second half of episode 132. We got Matt Blanchard on here sharing his incredible story of overcoming a a lot of things in life. And I love that we're talking about the mental health stuff, the addiction stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, um, before we get back to them, we want to acknowledge one of, one other of our sponsors, uh, Rise Up Supplements. Rise Up Supplements is a nootropic line that's aimed at optimizing brain function and supporting mental health. They have two powerful blends. Mindful Mood helps increase, sorry, decrease anxiety and increase mood, enhance mood. Not slaughtering this one today, Sean. And then we have uh, MindShift. MindShift helps increase focus and optimize brain function. That's the official tagline. Let me tell you a little bit of something about Rise Up Supplements. It helps their neurotransmitters. It's a nootropic. This is not your bodybuilder type supplement. This is for somebody who, you know, maybe needs a little bit of help with decreasing some anxiety, right? Enhancing their mood, give them a little bit of pep in their step. I need some of that. The mind shift is, is going to be somebody that needs focus. I call it the, the pre-work formula. It helps you focus. It helps you feel more motivated. Um, go to riseupsups.com. That's R-I-S-E-U-P-S-U-P-S.com. You can save yourself 30% off when you do a monthly subscription at checkout. Do you have anything that, uh, makes me feel like the first bite of a McDonald's hamburger but not the last bite of a McDonald's hamburger. <laughs> I don't even know. Let me Come work on, on that. Think about that. You get, you know, you know, you're the first bite of a McDonald's hamburger. It's fantastic, right? Well, yeah. It depends on the hamburger. I don't do McDonald's. Well, I mean, you, you, <laughs> McDonald's. Come on. I mean, the first couple of French fries, fantastic. Oh, money. The first, the Before first bite it hits of your, your bloodstream. I would exactly. argue. Yeah, the dope, the initial dopamine release. Yeah, yeah I yeah, get but, it. But but by that time you get to that to that second cheeseburger, you're like, I hate my life. Oh yeah. yeah, you know the fries. You're about three quarters of the way uh, through, and they've gotten cold, and they're soggy or they're hard. You're just like, oh, yeah, but you're still messing I, them up. Oh, yeah. why am yeah, I doing yeah, this? Yeah. Why am I doing this? Yeah. But the first bite, yeah, fantastic. it's like tripping on a hallucinogenic. It can turn dark real fast. Oh, man, man. you can go from the warm and fuzzies to the to the dark and scaries like uh, like that. McDonald's is a drug. Yeah, well, we won't get into that topic. I'm not opening up my. That's another podcast. I'm not opening up myself to any litigation here. Yeah, so Matt, I actually brought you. I got you a little gift. Oh, right on. I don't know if people know this or not. Rise Up Supplements is is a company that me and my wife created one year ago. So I work in the field of mental health. I actually got tired of telling patients that weren't willing to do meds like take this and this and this and the amounts and the regimen, and we just came up with blends. So there's there's some mindful mood for you. Thanks, bro. Try that thing out. It's got uh, some some good stuff in it. Some lion's mane, some rhodiola. I love some it. Guayusha, some guayusha, some rose hips, cordyceps, lots of good stuff for the brain. Thank you. Yeah. Especially where you're speaking a lot and you're doing yeah. a lot of getting out and yeah. take a couple of those before your next speaking gig. Let me know how you feel. Uh, dude, I'm going to do it and I will. I'll, I'll let you know. So, yeah. you know, so with the anxiety thing, 
I found that my anxiety came from worrying about the future, about like, what am I going to do? What, how's this going to happen? La di la da. Especially with my broken body and stuff. And then depression was dealing with my past. Like, oh, I can't be that guy anymore. I'm not that six foot two, da, 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 da. And the one thing that came out of my accident is I'm a present person now. Like I'm. You I'm focus pr- on the now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have a plan and we're going someplace. I'm, we're going. But uh, yeah, the most important moment of my life is right now. Absolutely. And, and clinically, I would argue that general anxiety disorder and major depressive disorder are actually things that it's not the story we're telling ourselves, right? So like major depressive disorder is somebody who has no reason to be depressed and yet they're depressed. Mm. That is not bereavement. That is not sadness from loss. That is actual clinical depression. Depression when they have no reason. I struggle with depression, right? Oh. Like I, I believe in being transparent. To this day, I'm remarried. I've been in recovery for nine years. I have a beautiful wife. I have a beautiful home. I have a career. I still some some days have a hard time getting out of bed. Yeah, I, and and that's chronic depression, right? Hmm. And so, yeah, I I could get real sciency. I'm not going to do it because I really want to get back to your story, but. But yes, so that there's a thing called sympathetic and parasympathetic yep. in the brain. Yep. This helps slow down. This is kind of the break to, to slow down. It's, it's a natural beta blocker that works on the, the sympathetic nervous system to kind of slow it down. Okay. It, anyways, now, I could geek out, but I won't. Do, I'm a geek though, bro. <laughs> like, I'm just being honest. Like, I'm my, uh, my degrees in... in uh, we'll, we'll chat off. Okay, yeah, there we go. All right, let's do it. I love it. I'll, t- I'll yeah. give, it a, give it a shot. So last time when you, you were talking about a drive home with your wife and with your yes. daughter, your daughter had brought up, what are these pills that my dad's taking and are they, are they going to kill him? Yep. Right? That's kind of what you heard. Yep. And at this point, I would almost argue, Matt, you're in the pre-contemplation stage of addiction. You don't, you don't, you probably don't recognize right. that you have a problem because dude, you went through a lot, an event. Right. Yeah. A life altering yeah. event. Yeah. And the story you were telling yourself after that event was definitely putting you in a depressive, I would even argue, uh, passive suicidal ideation frame of mind. Yes. Yes. So you're probably not really correlating. I'm an addict at this time or I have no. an addiction at this no. time. You're taking medications, right, to cope. My life was stri- stripped from me, like immediately stripped from me. And I didn't, you're right, bro. You hit it on the head. I, and no one's ever said it the way you've said it. And nobody's going to look at you and say, Matt, you're a junkie, dude. Right. No way. Because you've gone through this life altering event. Right. So for people that are listening to this and they're like, oh, Matt's, Matt was just a junkie. No, Matt was going through some tough stuff and probably didn't realize he had a problem until guess what? Right. He had a problem. Oh, bro. Right. So, so you call your doctor. Yep. Dr. Clark. Hey, Dr. Clark, I've been lying to you. I've been taking my opiates for uh, my emotional pain. I don't like the fact that. I don't, I'm not walking and we start going to this conversation. So that's and you kind of moving into like the contemplation, the realization that of this thing has power over me and, okay. and, uh, I don't want, I don't want to be a slave to this. And, um, I mean my every thought, man, and, and anyone who's an addict understands that you're, you go to sleep with that thought, you wake up with that thought. That, oh, yeah. That's what's the first and last thing you're going to do. You're a slave, man. Dude. You're a slave. Oh, it owns you. Yeah. It owns you. So you're stepping into the preparation. You're calling your doctor. You're yep. telling on yourself. You're getting honest. Yep. Scariest, scariest call I've ever made in, in my life. Swear to scariest call I've ever made. And I was, and, and, and I was even loaded when I, during this phone call. Sure, man, because your brain's been hijacked. Dude. Your brain is literally telling itself, oh, we're going to die if we can't get these chemicals. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If you don't believe me, go to, go to. Uh, I told you before the set, right? Oh, yes. man. Pleasure Unwoven, right? And, and on, on YouTube. YouTube and watch some of those. The chemical change in the brain, this yeah. is not a disease. This is not like, oh, Matt's got some demons. This is not Matt has, right. doesn't have self-will. This is a freaking disease. Bro. In 1953, the American Medical Association deemed a disease. There has to be an organ. It's the brain. Hmm. There has to be symptoms. Continued use despite negative consequences. There has to be a way to treat it. Abstinence over a certain amount of time until the brain's hardwiring can get rewired. I'll say this of, of I said I wasn't going to geek out. I, I do, but out. you geeked out. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. What, this is the thing: is I am a strong-willed, strong-minded. Like I, I, I'm not. I'm very confident, not arrogant. Not, I'm, I'm on Deion Sanders level. Okay, I love I, it. I'm always learning. I'm, I, I'm not afraid to fail. 
because I'm going to learn from that failure and I'm going to make some changes. I'm going to go fail again. Yeah. Okay. So it, it, for everybody listening, the addicts and the, and the people want to help an addict, you, you can't do it by yourself. So, so, and when I say that and bullshit, I can't, okay, check this out. So where were you when you wanted to get clean and it was just you and God? Mm-hmm. Cause everybody else you, you thought it abandoned you or whatever else. So you've never been alone. Okay. It's, it's, you've done it. You've done it with you or, 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 or with nature, with whatever you want to call your God, right. whatever universe, you, you, cosmos, you've whatever never been alone, it. man, doing, yeah. going through this. Totally so, agree. so don't, so don't go through it alone. Reach out to me. Swear. I'm your guy. You're getting, you're getting a tough freaking love. Cause so here we are. Uh, don't give me any more opiates. He said, Whoa, time out. You're on 390 milligrams daily. You're going to need suboxone or methadone to deal with your withdrawals. And I didn't know what suboxone or methadone was. Did you even know what withdrawals were? No, bro. Okay. Well, kind of like I tried to quit 3000 times. Okay. And the longest you ever made it. 18 hours was the longest I'd ever made it. And, and I guess that's when the, where the itchy, the, the clammy, the machine gun jerks, you just don't know what to do with yourself at all. Yeah. You know? And then you're like, okay. So I, I, and I did, but I didn't know those were withdrawals at the time. Right. And being in the mindset of addiction, going through addiction, um, that 18 hours yielded me 25 Roxy's and three Oxy 80s. Not you made it 18 hours. That was the mindset. Now yeah. I have more for later. Oh, so there you go. You get loaded. Matt, you, you might've struggled with addiction. Right. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude. So, so what did the docs, what did you guys come up with a game plan? So this is what happened. I, I told Dr. Clark, I was like, Hey, look, I'm not a heroin addict. I don't need suboxone or methadone methadone. I'm going cold Turkey. And, uh, he, he's like, why? Oh, all right. Let's see what, let's see what happens. And he came to my house like, this is what kind of doctor he's at. He was at my house mm. making sure because coming off 390 a day, that could kill you, you know? So or you, at least you'd wish you were dead. Oh, bro. <laughs> and then I got to the point where, oh, the thoughts of, oh, I'm going to, I'm actually going to freaking live through this. Like, I'm not going to, this is not going to kill me. I'm going to have to do this another day. Like the sh- and there's the passive suicidal ideation. The shit, dude. Like being, being that sick mm. on the shower floor. Mm-hmm. with, um, in my own vomit, yeah. you know, and just, just shaking. And it's day four, day three or day four. And, um, my wife is standing over me controlling the temperature of the water to try and control my shivering. And I would just yell obscenities at her, man. Yeah. Get me a mother pill. This all goes away. You don't love me. You're a horrible wife. You're a horrible person. You're how can you watch me yeah. do this? She'd leave crying. Sure. My dad would come in. And I would light my dad up, man. And, uh, you were taking hostages. You were going through a uh, tough time. And, bro, yeah. if I was hurting, you're going to hurt too. Yeah. If I'm going to hurt, you're going to hurt. Yeah. So, and if I can hurt you as bad as I'm hurting right now, mm-hmm. then you'll realize I need a drug. I need this opiate. And, um, my dad would leave the room. Now I've never seen my dad cry. Not ever. And I didn't then either. Um, but then my kids would come in and, uh, you know, they're 10, 12 and 14 at the time. And, um, yeah, I would say really horrible things to my kids too, and try to manipulate them against grandpa and mom, you know? And, uh, yeah, that was my rock bottom, lowest horrible thing. Uh, and I appreciate you sharing that. I think it's also important to reflect you weren't Matt. No, you weren't in your right mind. Mm-hmm. You are not thinking, you know what I mean? Like the way I'm, I don't want to get geeky again, but your frontal cortex was not firing properly. You weren't making logical no. comments, no. you know, things that you were saying. Right. Right. Um, and at the same time, we still get to take accountability and make amends for those things. Right? Oh, bro. Yeah. 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 I, I, uh, on day four, uh, Dr. Clark had come to the house. He, he came at nighttime or the, the evenings. Now I hadn't slept in four days. All those toxins were leaving my system and I smelled like uh, sulfur. Mm. It didn't matter how many showers I took, yep. those toxins leaving. And um, he finally showed up. And what, what had happened 
going detoxing at my house, not at a clinic, is my dad came in. Now my dad's a Marine, dressed him as sir till the day passed. Mm. Uh, he took my wheelchair away. And so I wasn't going anywhere. Right. You know, uh, the worst thing I could do is crawl around the house, try to bite his kneecaps. <laughs> That's about as bad as, bad as it got. And uh, the, Dr. Clark's at the foot of my bed and I'm, I'm like, they heard me. I'm going to get a freaking pill, man. Finally. And I'm like, yo, Dr. Clark, listen, I want to be clean. It's been four days. You know, I want, I'm doing good. I, I just need one oxy, mm -hmm. one, one oxy. And he's like, no, Matt, that's not what I'm here to do. So I go into addict mode. I mean, I go into straight, okay, crying. We're going to cry. Yeah. We're going to. Let's manipulate this doctor and give him right. what I want. I'm going to show him how bad I'm hurting. Right. Get it. Crying. I, I sting just one oxy. He's like, yeah, I can smell you. That's what he said. Did he? Yeah, I can smell you. So I get pissed now. And so I'm, give me a mother Oxycontin. Yeah. And he matches my level and says, Matt, you're acting like an addict. Mm. And this is my day one, man. Seriously, not, not my, not pretend my day one. This is my day one that's been through to, to, to this day. And like your day one, not as in as withdrawal my, days, as in like your doctor. My, your, I, yeah. I, I love this man uh, as my father. Yeah. He's, uh. Yeah, I can't say enough about Dr. Clark, <clears throat> but, uh, we, uh, he gives me a drug called Seroquel and he says, Hey, look, there's four boxes of Seroquel. I want you to take one pill. It's been four days. You haven't slept. You're going to sleep. Yeah. And so he left the room, went out in the front room to talk to my family and I opened all four boxes and I took all 16 pills and OD'd on Seroquel. Mm. And luckily my doctor was there and my family was there. But you, at that point, you will do anything to get away from the way you feel, the, the, the hell that you're in, the hell that you've created, that you know you've created, but the, you, you just can't. You can't. I can't do this another day. I can't feel this way another day. I can't feel. Uh, and then it gets to the minute, and then you're on the couch just rocking, and you're, you, I still have scars from clawing myself, you know, and and you've got bugs under your skin. Like you, you're, you're going crazy. Oh, yeah. yeah. The withdrawal symptoms are out of this world. It's nuts, dude. So I take all the circle and I get through the week. Uh, so it's been seven days. All the, all the, uh, chemicals are out of my system. And now I've got this hole in my life that I filled with opiates. It doesn't matter how many football games, doesn't matter how many soccer games. It does not matter what I put in that hole. It doesn't make a dent. That's the opiates hole, man. That's the drugs hole. That's that's your life right there. And too, like when we're going, when we're, we're getting clean, right? Like <laughs> nothing sounds fun and nothing is pleasurable because you're trying to compare it to something that is like the world's tallest roller coaster. And so, you know, these little going over go golf cart hills Dude. is nothing compared to the world's largest roller coaster. It's actually called um, hedonia. Really? Yeah. It's it's, it's medically called hedonia. Where basically you're pleasure deaf. I, I felt like joy had been taken from me. Yep, that's exactly. Like I still laugh at jokes and whatever else, but but joy mm -hmm. had been taken from my life. Mm -hmm. and, and you and you, which I would say is is probably it's the second phase of withdrawals, what we call post acute withdrawal symptoms. Hmm. But that can even be tougher because it can last longer than the actual first week of it's horrible acute withdrawals. And it did last longer. It really did. I remember About nine months, a year, eight, eight months, bro. Yeah. Oh my hell. Yeah. Oh my hell. Yeah, it's tough, man. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Eight months of of straight up black hole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Until you until it starts to be filled. Not over at eight months, but to where, oh, today's better than yesterday for yeah. the first time yeah. in eight months. Yeah. Holy shit. I can remember the first the first feeling I got when I when the lights kind of started coming back on in that sense. I remember it, I was um living in a I was living actually at the time I'd moved out of the halfway house and living at my mom's house and the heater kicked on. And I remember thinking like, this is so nice mm. because it's cold outside. The heater's on. I'm in a warm blanket. Mm. And that was my first kind of feeling of like gratitude and joy and like, man, today's going to be a good day. Yeah. Do you remember your first, like kind of when you came out of that fog? If I, eight if months if later, I, if I, if my brother took me on a drive Okay. and we went out to uh Goobler fields to, for baseball. Mm -hmm. To watch my son play baseball. This is this is weird, man. I've never said this before. And I'm I'm sitting there and we're watching baseball and I say, Hey Mike, look at the leaves. 
I can actually see the, 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 where they end and where they start, and I can see the veins in the leaves. Yeah. It, and it, you understand what I'm saying. Dude, I'm getting emotional hearing you talking about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm just like, it's like life came back into you. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that, and that was the day. Um, you know, life get life started getting really good and I, I still go into therapy. I'm walking, I'm doing my thing. And, uh, now you say therapy. Yeah. Physical therapy. Physical therapy. Did you ever get like a mental? I have a mental coach now, Okay, but, but back then, no, you, I did it you. all on my own. And I, and I thank the Lord for my coach today because I'm telling you, as soon as I figured out, Hey Matt, you need help. My life has, mm. has exponentially gotten better Okay, rather than trying to just do it myself, put my socks on by myself. Right. Dude. So you're, you're doing the physical therapy. Yeah. Starting to life's coming back. Life, in. Life's coming back. Uh, my little girl's 18 now and, um, she's getting married. She, well, one day at that point she was going to get married at, uh, and dads walk their little girls down the aisle. And so I've got this really good driving force of, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to walk my little girl down the aisle and, and things are, we, we got it dialed, man. And she said, Hey dad, I want to share my journal entries with you. And mm-hmm. she, she's always kept a journal. I'm like, right on sweets. So we're sitting on the couch, she comes over and, and we go back to my addiction. And on day one in her journal, a little 12 year old says, my dad's going off all of his pills forever. Dig in, dig deep, get it done. You know, in a big <laughs> smiley face. Cute. Cause none of us knew what was coming, man. Right. And then day two, her journal says, my dad is mean. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, says mean things to my mom and my grandpa, you know, all this. She literally journaled your- Oh. Yeah. And now at this point I'm crying, right? Yeah. And, uh, she, uh, day three, now that I was on the shower floor, shower floor. And, uh, it says, you know, my dad's so sick and he can't sit up and he can't speak. And I'm really worried and things like that. And then day four of her journals, um, now day, days four is when I overdosed on the circle and, um, but her journal says this, it says, today's the first day that I saw my grandpa cry. Mm. I want somebody to give my dad back all of his pills so he can be normal again. And then in big capital letters, my dad scares me, mm. you know, and, and, uh, now I'm bawling, bawling, bawling. Cause you don't understand the damage and ha- the breadth of, of an addiction and, and, that my wife went through addiction. My kids went through addiction. Yeah. My, my dad went through addiction, you know, yeah. and, and to love somebody so much, uh, to be with them right there to the edge of death. Um, and really that being an option, that's, that's, that's love, man. Yeah. To watch somebody suffer that much. And, uh, there's so many people out there that don't, don't want to watch other people suffer, you know, and I don't want to watch my kids suffer either, but you learn so much through pain and suffering. You learn a lot and, and you learn you're alive. Go smack your freaking hammer, your hand, your thumb with a hammer. You're going to know you're alive, yeah. man. Yeah. There's, there's something about that, right? The, when we feel helpless, yeah. that, that's tough. And one of the things that I've had to learn, because one of the emotions that I really struggle with is, is that helplessness, feeling like I can't do anything to fix it for somebody. And I've learned to, to honor other people's journeys, you know, like when we, like you shared, we're all trying to put our socks on. People are going yeah. through different things and this empath in me, right? This bleeding heart. I have to acknowledge sometimes I have to sit back and let creator do his thing. Mm-hmm. And I get to honor people's journeys. Matt, we got about two minutes left here. Well, how long ago was that? What does life look like today? And if people want to get a hold of you. Yeah. You do more than just you I asked you to speak on your addiction because that's what this podcast is about. Right, right. But you're a life coach. Yes. Yes, I'm a life coach. You're a motivational speaker. I'm a motivational speaker. My my jam is is uh kids really, you know, anywhere from 24 to 18 years old. I, I view those as kids and uh I I impact lives now. I I, I speak like I speak today and you do podcasts, I, you do in-person speaking oh, events. Yeah, I, 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 I'm a motivational speaker, inspirational speaker, speak at high schools, ele- elementaries, colleges, 
Uh, it doesn't everywhere. This message needs to get out to everybody, and it applies to everybody. So, and 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 things are great. If you want to get a hold of me, the best way right now, because my website's under construction, but Maddie Blanche three on Instagram or Matt Blanchard on uh, Facebook. DM me, book me. Let's change lives. It's it's better on the other side, man. It's a grind, but uh, it's good to be alive. Dude, the thing I love about what we did today is people can see, like you said, you talk all the time, but how often do people get to hear the story behind Matt Blanchard, right? Because right. the concepts you're talking about, and you threw some in there, right? Right. right. Like when we were before this, you, you made a comment um, that your your perspective shifted when you realized that this happened for you, oh, yes. not to you. And, and the socks, right? And you have some very powerful concepts that people are going to, if you know, right, if, right. If they want you have become speak and speak. But today we got to learn the story behind Matt Blanchard, yeah. which is pretty freaking cool. Well, you know, and yeah, I speak on, on overcoming uh, addiction. I speak on um, suicide. Overcoming adversity? Bro, that's a huge thing. Oh, yeah. And that your challenges happen for you, not to you. Here's the thing. And I know paralysis has allowed me to become the man, husband, father brother that I was always meant to be. Mm. And I am grateful for it. If, if my, if, if I was given the option, Hey Matt, you're okay. If yeah. I was given the option, Hey Matt, you want your body back You're this, this body, or do you want to stay in the chair? I'm staying in the chair, man. Thank you so much for coming on, Matt. Appreciate it. Thanks brother. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today on we do recover with Jared Miller. Help us spread our message of hope. Like, comment, and share. If you have any topics or ideas for future shows, please share that on our Facebook page. That Facebook page is We Do Recover with Jared Miller. If you or a loved one needs help, please reach out to us. Again, thank you for listening. Brought to you by Steps Recovery Center, Rise Up Sups, and the St. George Hilton Garden Inn. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not reflect those of its sponsors. This has been a production from a podcast studio.